I called it quits. Yeah. I told him, I says, I'm not quite sure what's happening. And since you won't give, you won't give me the respect and explain to me what's going on, we're no longer together. And he was like, no, no, no. I said, no, we're no longer together. And I just called it quits. And then it was a total of 13 months and it took him an, an additional seven months before he actually came back after I called it quits. Yeah. So when you say called it quits, are you saying you filed, you actually filed for a divorce or did you have to wait till he got back or how did that work? Um, well, here's the thing. I said, how did you wake up this morning? <laughs> What's up, girl? My name is Rika and thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast, whether you've been listening for a while or you just stumbled upon me. Hello, I am a certified NLP life coach. Now, NLP, let's get nerdy for a second. It's Neuro Linguistic Programming. You can Google the rest of that if you want to know the rest of the nerdy stuff, okay? So I'm certified in that area, a.k.a. the single girl's life coach. I am a self-love coach and a boundaries coach. Listen, I got that boundaries and that self-love on lock, okay? <laughs> All right, so I am your host and also the founder of this podcast and Single You Academy, which is my online coaching program, community, and resource for single women. Now, before we get into the episode, let me just put a little disclaimer out there. All right, I am not a licensed therapist, so I am not to replace a therapist. But I will say this a lot of my clients, they have me as their coach, and then they also have a therapist because it is my job to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want. So if you want to stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser, you need help on that self-love and boundaries area, then I would be the coach for you. And maybe one day that coaching relationship with you and I, yeah, it's just me and you right here, hey, <laughs> will happen one day. You can always reach out to me. My Instagram is open to you. On Instagram, I am just me, Rika. And of course, I will put my name in the show notes. All right, that's it. I'm your host, Rika, and let's get into the episode. This is Single You, the podcast. Let's go ahead and get to today's guest who I'm excited for. I'm excited for it. I see that every week. <laughs> I need to come up with like, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look up words that are, um, that mean the same as excited. I'm elated. I am honored I, because every week I need to say something different. Um, but I am excited for everybody I invite. Otherwise I would not invite them. Okay. All right. So her name is Nicole Hatfield and hold on. Yep. Hatfield. Okay. I was like, Oh shoot. Did I say that wrong? And she is a self discovery specialist. Okay. That helps individuals in uncovering who they are who they were created to be and why and what they're predestined to do. She is a woman who feels like before uh, she used to attract needy guys. Okay. And in most of her relationships, and then she got married and everything was fine until her husband decided to quit his job and sit around and do nothing. Okay. So Nicole decided, well, I'm done with that. <laughs> and now she's living her best single life. Nicole, I want to welcome you to Single You, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yay. Thank you Yay. for having me. 
Yes, thank you. And we're definitely going to um, dive into why you felt like you were this woman who attracted these needy guys, mm -hmm. uh, the divorce, and then how you healed from all of that to be the woman you are today, who you wrote, you told me, uh, you got divorced, now you're single and you're living your best life. Absolutely. Um, which I love. So obviously on this platform, uh, when I have guests on, I do that arc. It's like we start from the beginning and then there's yeah. always this moment <laughs> where the women I have on, we're like, what are we doing? What is this? There has to be something better. And so you did that and we'll go to that transition. So the first question that I asked all of my guests, Nicole, is had anyone ever had a conversation with you about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship? No. No one had that conversation with me when I was coming up. Yeah. Um, I just kind of learned on my own going yeah. through life. Um, my mom used to have like bits and pieces of conversations about, mm -hmm. you know, never take care of a man and things like that, but not right. the actual conversation right. about right. what makes a healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Because when, when she says something like, um, and this is not to throw anybody under the bus. Mm -hmm. My listeners have heard me say before, you know, I, I don't feel that I had, my parents didn't have the conversations with me in detail enough right. for me to grasp. I didn't know to ask the questions, but when she says never take care of a man, it's like, okay, but well, what does that mean though? Like take care right. of, like what, what, let's detail that. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, yeah. So I did see, um, so everybody, before they come on single you the podcast i send them a questionnaire mm -hmm. um, and i did the same for you and you said that no nobody had had that conversation uh with you growing up but you did see a lot of unhealthy relationships oh yeah unpack that a little bit what were those relationships that you were seeing well let's start with my mom <laughs> my mother um had a lot of unhealthy relationships uh, i remember um her having a living boyfriend and a sugar daddy yeah, she had a living. <laughs> she had a not to throw my mom under the bus, but yes. she had a living boyfriend. She had a sugar daddy. They knew about each other. They knew their positioning, and she did that for a very long time. But there were some other behind the scene things that my mom was going through from yeah. her childhood and being an amputee um, at a young oh. age. Okay, so she relied heavily on men to take care of her. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very dysfunctional, very unhealthy. A lot of cussing, a lot of fussing, a lot of fighting, a lot of just a lot of breakup to make up, breakup to make up. It's, it's just very dysfunctional. And from an early age, so I wait, was going to learn. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. I just, I have a question. So, how did you, at what age, how did you learn? How did you know, how were you able to define that your mother had a boyfriend and a sugar daddy? Cause you don't, you don't come out at three <laughs> knowing that you don't come out at five. Was right. it something she said to you or just something that you picked up just by, by noticing what was going on? Cause my God. <laughs> well, I was the oldest. So okay. uh, everything filtered through me. And um, typically I would go out to get the money from the sugar daddy. So I quickly understood and knew that, okay, mommy's boyfriend is in the house. Yeah. Who is this person? So yeah. I quickly put two and two together. He must be somebody that she likes as well. 
And then I would also see her, you know, in different occasions, she would go out and be with him and then come back home. So I, I learned really, rather quickly that this is somebody just like her boyfriend in the house, but he's outside of the house. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was very interesting. <laughs> you know, they, they say kids are very smart and very intuitive. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that. And it just when you bring that up, it just makes me think of the women who are staying with their husbands or boyfriends or what have you for the kids mm -hmm. in dysfunction though. And it's like, what are you learning? What are you teaching your right. children um, by having this type of lifestyle, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And so I'll ask you, what did you learn from your mother? <laughs> Like, this is okay. Did you want that? Like, I need to have two boyfriends because no, my mom no, no, did. No, no, Okay, it, okay. The funny thing is my mom had two girls and one boy. And the funny thing is, is that although I'm the oldest, I am the only one who doesn't, who didn't replicate that. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I uh, learned a little bit quicker. I didn't want that for my life. Mm -hmm. uh, and and yeah. I think the way you, the way I am built, that's not going to work for my life. <laughs> yeah. But um, being the oldest, you're privy to conversations. You see a lot of things that happens that your younger siblings don't see. So you have a different, I had a different outlook and I didn't want that, but I didn't want it because I saw the dysfunction within herself. The many nights that she would cry, the many mm -hmm. nights that she would be upset. And when she didn't get the money from the sugar daddy, there was, there, there was just a, this, um, this fear, this frantic, uh, that franticness that would come over her because she didn't have money yeah. to pay her bills. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to live like that. I, I need to take care of myself. And she would tell us because she, she would drink mm -hmm. and she would say, you know, after she's gotten a little tipsy, she would say, Hey, you don't take care of a man. A man always take care of you. Yeah. And when she would say that, I was thinking, Hmm. Well, how many men are supposed to take care of us? Because you got two. <laughs> right, right. And not only do you have two and being taken care of, but you see her at night crying. Yeah. So to me, I'd be like, no, ain't no man taking right. care of me then because this is dysfunction. Yeah. Right. And so the tears would be because of her own personal, the things that she was secretly dealing with. And so I quickly learned that having two men didn't fix that. Yeah. So that didn't equate to anything to me. It was just in my mind, something she was doing um, because she had to, because she needed money. Yeah. 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 And bless and bless her, you mm -hmm. know, like you said, um, being an amputee. Um, and plus, I'm sure nobody had had a conversation with her as well. No. You know, your, your no. grandmother, your grandfather, or whatever her backstory is, obviously mm -hmm. there was no conversations and you yeah. don't know what you don't know. You know, yeah, um, that's true. Well, she was uh, she was out on her own at fifteen. Her mom, my grandmother, okay. was um, murdered by mm. her boyfriend and left her six Nicole. children Ugh. without a mother. And she was fifteen when this happened. So her life just went in a a downward spiral effect um, from that point, and she just found herself. Um, at the age of, I don't even think she was in her thirties being, she was a victim of, 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 of being shot <sighs> by yeah. a man. And Your mother? Yes. My mom was shot by a man. Um, and that's how she became the amputee. 
I just want to, that is. So I just wanted to, as you were saying that, I was just like, see, this is why I am doing what I'm doing because Mm -hmm. we are not baby birds or dogs. We don't innately know what to do already. Absolutely. We come out here when it comes to like, we know how to survive. Like we know if we're hungry, we're supposed to eat. We know Mm -hmm. that we need water and that. But as far as like relationships, we have a level of relationship that animals do not have. And when you don't know about them, things that happened to your grandmother, rest in peace, sorry to hear that. Um, and, and the thing that happened to your mother happens because we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously those men hated themselves. Um, T.D. Jake says this, and I say it a lot because it, it's so true. T.D. Jake says, I never met a man who liked himself that beat his wife. Mm. Meaning yeah. if a man is abusing you, that means he does not like himself. It has nothing to do with us. Absolutely, absolutely. It has, it has nothing to do with us. So I just wanted to point out like, one of my long-term go- goals for Single You Academy and my message is this, to, the, to decrease the following numbers every minute, approximately 20 people are the victims of physical abuse mm-hmm. by an intimate partner in the United States. Yes. And that I there, I'm sure there's other layers to it as well, mm-hmm. but I truly believe it's because we are not equipped with knowing that, listen, we have to get serious about relationships and Absolutely. we have to, we have to learn character. We have to learn ourselves mm-hmm. and we have to stop allowing the dysfunction um, to be normal um, yeah. and understanding that we can't change that. So mm-hmm. you said, you said something um, that, you know, you, you have two siblings and you are the only one that uh, did not lean towards that lifestyle. <laughs> Can, <And right. laughs> yeah. And you don't have to share it all, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever comes up uh, for you right now. What do you believe was the difference between you and your, uh, your siblings? Hi, son. <laughs> <laughs> That's my son. Yeah. I think the difference between my siblings and myself um, is I got to witness a lot of um, the pain that my mom was going through, mm-hmm. whereas they did not. <clears throat> so for they me, they were younger. That they, makes they sense. were younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for me, it was like, no, I don't. Whatever this is, whatever this is, I don't want this. Yeah, I, yeah. I just need one man to be in my life that can encompass all of these things that she's trying to get from these two men. Yeah, because I don't want. <laughs> I don't want. To deal with what she's dealing with emotionally because right. it was an emotional struggle for her and of course it wasn't all wrapped around the men but <clears throat> um i just knew that that's something i didn't want and plus you know sometimes with with how you're with your makeup your genetic makeup my mm-hmm. genetic makeup i had to be the leader i had to protect my my brothers and sisters and even sometimes mm. my mom so yeah put me in a different headspace it's like okay i i have to protect everything about me and everything that's connected to me. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't want that type of lifestyle. And I know we're about to get into how you dated and and your dating Mm -hmm. history, but that makes Mm -hmm. so much sense for you to have identified yourself um, in in the form that I had you fill Mm -hmm. out as an independent woman who attracts needy guys. No wonder you're independent. No wonder you're like, I got this. I can save you because you had to do it. Yeah. 
Yes. Do you feel like that yes. that's where that came from? Or am I speaking oh, out yeah, of turn? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, from the time I was a small girl, I had to fend for my brothers and sisters and even look out after my mother and console her um, a lot of times so she could cry about the death of her mother for many years. Yeah. So I just had to yeah. learn how to uh, be strong, um, look out after everybody. And I kind of just left myself on the wayside a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. and I grew over into my adult life or my young adult life. And that's when I started finding myself with these needy men. Like, wait a yeah, minute. So, yeah, so, so, so let's definitely, let's get into that. So now we've um, established where you got that from, right? Mm -hmm. um, and where your mother got it from. And, and like I said, thank <clears> you for sharing that. Um, that is not, I'm sure not an easy thing to share. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you for sharing that. And I'm just sending them lo lo love and light to your grandmother and to your mother who just mm -hmm. didn't have somebody to help them. Yeah. Um, so when you started dating, <laughs> when did you start dating? Were you like teens, twenties? Like where were you at when you started liking the attraction of men? Actually, I started late. Mm -hmm. It was when mm -hmm. I was actually 19. Mm -hmm. um, I was 19 when I first really started dating and getting out there and dealing with men. And I was very shy. So, um, I was very, I won't even say shy. I was more reserved. I was okay. really reserved because I didn't trust people. It's like, okay, especially men. It's like, okay, what, what are you about? What are you going to do? What drama are you going to bring? So I was so reserved. And when I started dating, I would always get the, um, the guys that were attracted to me were like, um, I won't say bad guys. But they were like uh, rough around the edges a little bit. Yeah, they needed yeah. a little bit of pampering, and you know those guys were attracted to me. So when I first started dating, I, I, how can I say this? I didn't expect much. I really didn't because in my mind, men were just out for one thing, and that was just sex. So my expectation okay. was just we're gonna yeah. have sex. Yeah. Um, I can't see you taking care of me and being yeah. in a relationship with me because I, I already got that. I already had that covered in terms of emotionally. Um, and even I, I was working at a young age. Okay. And so do you remember, so I love, so I just wrote it down. Cause I'm like, I have to remember these things that you say so I can <laughs> ask as we move along. So yeah, so you're that young. So do you think like, you know, you're 19, 20, 22, whatever. Are you thinking like, I just need a guy for entertainment at this point. Cause I'm not mm -hmm. going to give him anything because men suck. Yeah. <laughs> was right. that your thought process? That was my thought process. I just need a guy for entertainment so we can have fun and use some male energy around me. Yeah. And that was really my thought process because, you know, um, even at a young age, I had entered into church as well. And yeah. so I was heavily into church. So I feel like I had my spiritual covered. I had my money. I had, yeah. you know, everything about me was covered. I just needed you to be there for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and, now think about what I'm saying, though. Right, that's almost like a piece of my mom a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, yep. two men are really in that's like entertaining purposes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> also, you're getting something out of it. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and also. When, 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 you're, when we're that age and when we don't, you know, know about self and all of that, mm -hmm. we also like the attention. So, oh, yeah. cause we believe this is what I believe. And I'll see if you did as well. 
when I was younger in my 20s, especially when I was at Howard, like the attention that I got from men made me feel valuable. Like, oh, oh yeah. see, I'm, I'm worthy. Look at me. I'm the mm -hmm. ish because these dudes like me. And I, it gassed yeah. me up. Like, yes, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It makes you feel like you were on top of the world. Like, oh, they want me. They think I'm cute. Ooh, wee, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. but it was just all fluff because, you know, when you begin to separate how you're being treated by men versus how you treat yourself, right. then you really started thinking, okay, there's really no, um, there's really no difference here because men will only treat you the way you allow them to. And if you allow a man to treat you a certain way, it's because that's how you treat and feel about yourself. So it took 100 percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also what I wanted to point out, too, is so you started going to church and you're getting this mm -hmm. good foundation. But it's it's so because it's like you're two people then because yeah. you're trying to get this spirituality, which church would not tell you to be entertained by men because oh, no. We, we have to um, be careful with where we put our value. Mm -hmm. So then, then when we allow men to gas us up and make us feel valuable, or now I'm super pretty because Tom, Dick and Harry want me, yay. Then that is where the, the danger comes in because we're so excited. So then to keep that gas up, we'll allow him, Tom, Dick and Harry, to treat us any old kind of way. Kind of way, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there was a conflict. There was always a conflict because I grew up um, not on my mom's side, on my stepdad's side in church. Yeah. And there was a conflict when I started dating because I grew up in the Pentecostal apostolic movement and, mm. you know, sex is forbidden and all this stuff. So there yeah. was a big conflict of, okay, I'm trying to live holy for God, but yet I want the attention of men. Yeah. And, and, and so you find yourself stuck in the middle and you're going to go either way. You're either going to mm -hmm. stay over here. Or you're going to go over this way. You can't do both because they don't. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you know, uh, the Bible talks about God talks about how he doesn't want us lukewarm mm -hmm. and that's being lukewarm. You either going to follow me or not. And I'm not right. about, I'm not about, purity culture and I'm not about feeling like, oh my God, like I'm, you're not happy either way. I, I truly believe, and we're going to get into this as well, because mm -hmm. I know you went on this journey, but I truly believe once you know who you are, it makes it easier to follow um, oh, yeah. the, the Christian way. Um, but I, I just find this so interesting because this is why I have women like you on my podcast, because every woman I have had on my podcast, girl, let me tell you, we have been church kids. Pew kids, preacher's kids, whatever. Yes. But nobody had the, that. all they said was wait till you're married. But there oh, was yeah. never a conversation on how to do that. How? Right, right. It was all a secret. It was like it was a big fat secret because yeah. everybody in the church was secretly married. You didn't see them really show any affection in the church. You saw them together. You knew Deacon so-and-so was married to sister so-and-so. Yeah. And, but, but you really didn't see the, the interaction between the two and they would just tell and there was really no singles ministry it was like you know what god's gonna send you a husband just wait on god honey but yet you're going home to your husband every night and yeah. then they also had things where you know if you <clears throat> there was there was a big emphasis on sexual sin so if you did have sex mm -hmm. and you did confess that sin and you were reprimanded for it so everything was a big secret across yeah. the board you know, even in the yeah. marriages and the single, like, single people, it was this big secret. 
because there was so much shame around, mm-hmm. right? So, so, <laughs> and I swear, I promise if you're watching, you're listening on Single You, the podcast, we are going to move on to Nicole's marriage, uh, the divorce and, and how she discovered her worth and now living her best single life. But I just, I love to um, kind of swim around this point a little bit because I am trying to drive into the women that I feel called to speak to. Mm-hmm. That you, this is why you have to know who you are, right? Oh, yeah. Because Christianity, the religious way, right, which is the, the you, if you do this, you go to hell. For some right. reason, they, they think sex before marriage and being gay is the worst thing you can be on this planet and you will go to hell if it happens, which is simply not true. <clears throat> Even if you do define it as a sin, fine. But the Bible says a sin is a sin then. So mm-hmm. you drinking, you cussing, you doing whatever is the same sin. It's the same level. God sees it yeah. as the same as me being gay or me um, having sex before marriage. So, mm-hmm. so I, I hate when Christians point at us and point out the the sin within us mm-hmm. because we sin differently than them, um, which is not Christian. That's not Jesus like no, at, not all. at all. One thing I did see, I remember going to this church when I was in Indianapolis. Um, and I don't remember the name. And even if I did, I wouldn't throw them under the bus. But I, I went one time. And the one time I went, they had this poor young lady step up in front of the church to apologize to them for getting yeah. pregnant at like, I think she was like 17. Yeah, that's what they do. Nicole, mm-hmm. I was like, how yeah. is this supposed to help her? Yeah. How, what is that? So anyway, I, <laughs> again, thank you for sharing. Okay, so yeah, so you're, you're, you're in this space and there is that, um, that that push and pull like do i want to be this way do i want to be that way mm-hmm. so then you meet your first serious boyfriend is it your husband where were yeah. you at when you what what was your mindset when you met him i met my first serious boyfriend he was actually oh i want to say 12 years older than myself and uh, i met him just walking i was working down downtown indianapolis and it was, i was on lunch and i met him and we exchanged numbers. We started dating. Now, because he was a little bit older than I was, um, yeah. <laughs> this may sound a little surprising. I was actually more mature than he was. Wow. Because he that isn't so- surprising though, because technically, <laughs> technically, we age faster. We're we get more mature than men. Like men don't hit to like they're thirty. But anyway, yes, go ahead. <laughs> and so, but he had a problem with women. He loved women, and he just couldn't seem to um, be with one woman. And so he and I dated for, I want to say probably uh, about two and a half years and then we called quits. Mm -hmm. And from that relationship, I thought, okay, well, wait a minute. You know, um, like there was was this big um, issue of him never being emotionally available. Okay. And he was single. So when I found out he had all these other different women, I thought, oh, okay, now I see why you know, you're not emotionally available because you have all these different women. And I just thought, I don't need that. So I moved on. So yeah. the art, I have a good, I can move on quickly. Okay, good. But, good. but my, um, then sometime I just kind of dated around after that. Nothing really too serious. We just dated around, had fun, had sex. And I just realized that, okay, wait a minute. There has to be more to this because yeah. this, um, this isn't working. Then I met my husband through a mutual friend of mine and we started dating. Then we got married. Everything was 
great. Mm-hmm. It was really great. Um, okay, so so before we get into your husband, mm-hmm. I do want to ask you this. When you say that you attracted needy guys, right? Okay. Like you're an independent woman. What it, what do you define as being an independent woman? And then what do you define as being a needy guy? What was it about them that you were like, nope, ain't for me? Uh, for me, being independent, I was pretty self-sufficient in a lot of areas, spiritually, financially, emotionally. Um, you know, I, I, I was just, um, I, I had always been that way. Yeah. So I attracted guys who were not nowhere near spiritual. I mean, they didn't even think about God. Um, they, they, they had a job, but they just were, um, not well put together in that area. Yeah. Um, everything about them, I felt like I had to, um, be their mother, but not being their mother. Yeah. Like I was coming in and doing what I was doing when I was a child, uh, making sure they're okay, making sure that everything is right. Constantly teaching them things about the Bible, you know, just, uh, just doing a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. This is a lot of work. Not only is this a lot of work, yeah. I'm wore out. It just wore me out. Yeah. And so that's when I realized, wait a minute, why am I attracting all these guys <laughs> who don't seem to, who are not equally yoked where I'm at spiritually and financially and, and, and physically like what's happening here. And that's yeah. when I had to start taking, um, a good look at myself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is another point that I love to stick on because I've been there as well. And it makes me want to throw up in my mouth. I know. I th- right. When I think about like, Oh, I literally was his mom, like trying to help him out or we should do this mm-hmm. or we should do, you should do this and this and that I, for me, and I would love to know what it was for you. Mm. For me, a part of me felt like, it would be wrong of me to leave a man who isn't as well put together. It would oh. be un unchristian like. So this is what I have to do. Um, I felt yeah. that. Did yeah. you feel that way too? Oh yeah, I felt like I felt yeah. like it was my duty yeah. uh, to make them better because yeah. not only did I need to make them better, they were with me. They were a representation yeah. of yeah. being with me, Nicole. And so I knew it. I felt like, okay, I know things about God, so I'm just going to teach him. Or I know things about how to get money. I'm just going to teach him. But what I realized was, if it's not already there, you're just wasting your time. You're just wasting your time. Listen, as I always say, if you're listening to Single You, the podcast, you know I always say, let's leave the changing up to God from now on. I'm not here to mold people, change them, or anything. I'm not here to do any of that unless I feel like you are my assignment. And Mm -hmm. I just don't believe God is going to present me a man for me as my assignment. Um, Oh, no. Yeah. So, okay. So let's, yeah. So let's get to your husband. and you guys met, did you think he was different than these other guys? Uh, immediately, yes, because okay. it was when we had our first, it was on my birthday and uh, he and I went out, we had a really good time, very nice, very charismatic. Um, he was very different. He, um, he now, the, now here's the kicker. <laughs> um, at this time of my life, <laughs> I decided to walk away from church. I walked away from the church scene. Okay. Because I okay. felt like, okay, you know, it's time for, um, there was, there was a lot going on with me at that time. So I just walked away from it. I decided that, you know what, this isn't working for me anymore. 
I, I need to venture out and try something different. Right. So he was Muslim. Okay. And he was well together there. He was well together financially. He was well together mentally, emotionally. So I was like, this is a, this is a very refreshing. You yeah. know, I don't have to, you know, fix him up, get him together. Right. And so that drew me in. Once I got in, um, we did have a lot of conversations about a lot of things. I, told him I, was, I was not going to be Muslim. I'm not going to go from one religion to the other. Right. And he was okay with that. But once I got into that marriage, hmm, there, the, real, the realness of a person comes out when you mm. live with them and when you're married. Yeah. And so he just morphed into a different person. Mm-hmm. And so what I found very interesting, because at the time I was the manager working at AT&T and I was making about 70, 75,000 a year. Okay. Okay. And, and he <laughs> was making good money as well. So one day he, um, I didn't have a problem with him cheating. I didn't have a problem with him um, in that regard. So one day he came home and he said to me, I quit my job. And I was like, wait a minute, you quit your job. Yeah. Like, why didn't you, you should have talked to me about this. And he was like, well, you know, no, I just quit my job. I said, so what is your plan? Well, he didn't have a plan. And so time had passed like maybe two and three months and I would come home and he would be sitting around. And so what I realized, <laughs> you don't know what's in you until you're confronted with something. And so I basically told him, I said, listen, you're going to have to figure some stuff out because I'm not going to take care of you. Because what my mom told me was ringing in my spirit. I'm not going to take care of a man. In my mind, taking care of a man was to me meant, um, you know, uh, being the breadwinner because we didn't start out like this. Yeah. And so for a while, he um, he just moped around and he decided that he wanted to take take his income tax and go back home to Africa to visit his, his family. Well, that trip that was supposed to have been uh, a two-month uh, trip turned into 13 months. Nicole. Yeah, 13 months, yes. So by, so I'm, I'm here at home in the United States. He's in Africa. And he lied to me. He told me two months. He went by my parent, my father's house and told my father three months. Yeah. So he says to me when I called him, he says, hey, I'm going to go to another country in Africa and I'm going to do business. I said, wait, 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 wait. You told me you were going to be back in two months. And he says, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I was like, okay. So to make a long story short, I found myself paying. We had car notes. He had his old property. I was taking care of his old property. I uh, was paying all of his bills and my bills with the idea that he was coming back. Yeah. Well, about, I want to say five, close to six months in, I called it quits. Yeah. I told him, I says, I'm not quite sure what's happening. And since you won't give, you won't give me the respect and explain to me what's going on. We're no longer together. He was like, no, no, no. I said, no, we're no longer together. And I just called it quits. And then 
it was a total of 13 months and it took him an, an additional seven months before he actually came back after I called it quits. Yeah. So when you say called it quits, are you saying you filed, you actually filed for a divorce or did you have to wait till he got back or how did that work? Um, well, here's the thing. We had gotten married at Moss and I was supposed to take the certificate downtown and file, you know, I go through that process. I never did. Right. So you actually were never married to him, Nicole? Not legally. No. Wow. Yeah. Why do you, why do you think you never did? <clears throat> um, or was it just I, I, an accident and it, that worked out for you? <laughs> I won't say it was an accident. Okay. I believe it was something that was d divinely done. Um, yeah. cause I won't say it was an accident. It was something that I intended on doing, but I just never yeah. got around to doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at God. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, I never I got guess, around was, to doing it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I guess. Yeah. Like, do, do you feel yeah. like that was a good thing that you never did? And so you were. Was it an easy break <clears throat> then, or no? It was a, really a good thing because I didn't have to deal with the legalities of his uh, of the fight of his of his house and all of things that he had going on. I didn't have to deal with none of that. Yeah. yeah. So I wrote down as you were telling your story. I wrote down some questions because I want to backtrack. Mm -hmm. um, so. I, I don't um, feel like this is a story of necessarily abuse. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that or no? No. Okay. Um, and I say that to say, because I also like to point out in my discussions that not every story is an abusive mm -hmm. story. Right. But, but there are men who, regardless good or bad or whatever, who just aren't for you. Right. So, so, in the beginning, do you feel like there were red flags on who this guy ended up being that you yeah. passed up? Okay, there were. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah. what do, what do you feel like you passed up then that you you won't be passing up anymore? <clears throat> well, the first thing was is that I didn't ask the appropriate questions. <laughs> I asked very general, very vague questions based on my desire and need at the time. Mm. not based on longevity, my future. So um, that was the first mistake. The second thing is that um, when I met him, he had all American friends, okay? Yeah. He quickly morphed into having a lot of his own native friends, mm. which I felt like was his downfall. So um, I started seeing the red flags at that point. He wanted so bad to be like his other friends and mm. do what they were doing. And so, and this is before um, we got married actually. Yeah. And so I, you know, that was, that was another red flag. And then I noticed that he was, um, it was his way or the highway on certain yeah. things, situations that we had, it was his way or the highway. And I just yeah. kind of passed it off thinking, ah, that's just some, that's just how he is. Right. And I didn't think that um after these messages we'll be right back. <laughs> Am I allowed to sing that on this? <laughs> now you know what era I grew up in. I'm a true millennial, an eighties baby, but a nineties kid. Shout out to my eighty-three babies and my cancers. Okay, so after this message, this conversation you were just listening to, we'll be right back. Hey, and don't be trying to fast forward either. I get paid if you listen to the whole ad. Three minutes, girl. Three minutes. 
Can you plug your pillows, by the way? Can we just like do a little <laughs> plug for your pillows? Because they're like super cool. Yeah. I love them. So I kind of dreamed this up over Christmas break. Uh, I was talking to my cousin, um, and I don't want to put her business out there. Um, but she was going through some stuff, and I was just, I don't know, in conversation. Then it led to... Dude, affirmations work. Affirmations are great. You should write some down. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, yeah, you know, I've really been saying to myself a lot, happiness over history. Because she had known this guy since high school, blah, blah, blah. They're going through divorce. Yeah. Anyway, and she was like, I really like the saying happiness over history. And then I just had this like slap in the face moment of like pillows. <laughs> um, and so, you know, how in conversation, then ideas come up, blah, blah, blah. And um, so I was like, oh, affirmation on pillows, home decor, <laughs> on your couch, on your bed. I'm your home girl in your head. You see, you know what I mean? Like oh my, rapping. Yeah, like right, right. <laughs> um and you know, my my whole platform is I believe that God has me in this season um to help when women understand that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Mm. Like you're worthy period. Like the day you were born, boom. Um, you're just worthy and that single is an option as well, right? Like it's an option. And unfortunately this is sad and I'm a Christian, but I'm about to throw Christians under the bus. Um, (laughs) They make it seem like marriage is the only way. That's the only way to happiness. That's the goal in life. That is, you know, and that stems from a lot of things. Um, You know, there was a time in this country and we don't have to go this deep, but there was a time in this country that I couldn't even buy a house. Unfortunately, we have had to, be with men um, to survive in this country. And obviously, you know, we're breaking away with that, the millennial generation and the generations under us. And so I feel like that's what I'm here to do is push that envelope and move it forward. No, this doesn't mean that I don't want to be married or I don't like men or. Yeah, I I have so many people who think, well, oh, well, Rika's just a man hater. And it's like, wow, you really don't listen to like anyone who says that is not listening to what you're saying because you are all about self-reflection like getting to know yourself and you have never like even though you're christian and you're celibate you don't push any of those on anybody else you reference it sometimes when you're when you're telling your story or your experience but you encourage everyone to like figure out what they want for themselves and then to pursue that right and also telling the whole truth right so on the pillows right now i have four in the collection Mm -hmm. um one of them says singleness is not a punishment the other one is happiness over history shout out to my cousin for that the other one is happily single um and the other one is don't do all that healing just to date another broken man Hashtag stay sharp. How does that fit on a throw pillow? Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the print, you can read it. Like, it actually, yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) On it, the, um, I got this from Forever 21. Shout out to Forever 21, who on the bottom of the bags, they have 1 John uh, 3 and 16, because I believe that's the scripture that's like, God sent his only son, da, da, da. Anyway, so I got that idea from them, and I put 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8 on it, which is Paul's verse to single women that it is okay to be single. <laughs> and that's the evolution on how I came up with single you the pillow collection and I would love for my throw pillows to be in your home I'm here for you so you can purchase a pillow or all four at single-u.com backslash pillows and of course the link is in the show notes I didn't think that would spill over into our marriage I, I don't know what I was thinking but um 
when you talk about abuse, there are different levels of abuse. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why yeah. I wanted to ask you because I yeah. don't know how you share the story because yeah. absolutely there's financial, emotional, mental, mm -hmm. and physical. We, we all know right. the physical, but there are underlying things that we don't understand. So like yeah. I said, if you feel like it is, absolutely share that story. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, because people don't realize that when you enter into a relationship one way and then you turn and morph into something different, the abuse starts there. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. start when you hit me. It doesn't start when you take my money. It starts at the fact that you presented yourself to me this way and then you turned and morphed into something different. Yes. That yeah. is the beginning of abuse. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I like to call that, that's a character flaw. That's that your, your character is highly, highly, um, fraud. You're a fraud. It's a, it's a moving target. And, the, and, and, and when, when men or, or women or whoever, mm -hmm. when you're morphing to the people that you surround yourself with, mm -hmm you, I would argue, okay, well, he didn't even know who he was. Right. He was one way with these people, one way with these people, one way with these people. I don't mm -hmm. want to date somebody like that. A moving target. That's, that oh, is yeah. a, a hard that's, person mm -mm. to date. Who, what are we, who, what are we talking about? What are we doing? Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. he was shut down. Another red flag is that when you're dating somebody and they're not, um, emotionally available, because emotionally available doesn't just mean they are attached to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Emotionally unavailable is when you do not open up and let somebody yeah. in. You won't, yeah. you won't talk about what's bothering you and you just keep it bottled up all on the inside. Right. And so there were a lot of red flags with him. I just kind of pushed him to the back burner thinking, oh, you know what? I'll just put it this way. The fact that he was not needy mm -hmm. kind of mm. made me overlook the other things. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. wasn't needy. So you know what? I'm going to keep him because the for the first time I have a guy who's not needy. Yeah. I don't have to pay for, I don't. Yeah. So I, I totally understand that. And also... I feel like I used to believe, and I want to see if you believe, if you believed mm -hmm. this as well, that, okay, yeah, this is a little red flaggy or whatever, but once we get married, everything will change. It's like the, the, the wedding date is some mm. magical thing that happens that washes over us, that binds us together, and now yeah. we'll be perfect for each other. Yeah. Do you feel like you felt that? Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. that. I thought, oh, you know what? Everything could be all right. In yeah. my mind, I just thought everything's going to be all right. It's going to, it's, you know what, this is a new marriage. It'll pass over. We'll get yeah. through this. But it, it never got better. Yeah. It never got better. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't get better. And people don't realize that who yep. a person is today is who they will be throughout the entire relationship. Yeah. They're not, if they don't take the time to work on themselves prior to the relationship, whoever yeah. they are, they'll just bring that person right into the relationship. Yeah. And that's yeah. who you're going to be with. Right. And, and, and I will say this, like, okay. So in the human level, mm -hmm. I believe that people do not change. People do not change unless they want to. Most people don't want right. to because it's harder. And we are programmed on the human level to not suffer hard. Like our brain is wired to make everything as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, 
on a spiritual level, yes, people can change, but that doesn't mean that I have to stay in this relationship to, to see if you're going to do it because I don't know. Right. Especially if you're not doing the work. So I'm going to, so then again, I'm going to leave the changing up to God and I'm out. I don't have mm -hmm. time. I don't have time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. another thing that you said, so the questions, I want to go back to that. Um, what questions do you feel like you forgot to ask that maybe somebody listening right now can have a takeaway? Like, okay, let me make sure I ask that as I move forward in this, as my friend Carla calls, shout out to Carla. Uh, as my friend Carla calls it, she's like, girl, it's the wild, wild west out here. Do you see these men? Like she'll send me the guys on the dating apps, what they asked for. She, there was one dude who was like, I'm in an open marriage. I don't believe in monogamy. I need a girl to, I mean, just the wild, wild west. But anyway, so what questions do you feel like you should have asked in that relationship? And that well, you will ask first, moving forward. Well, you know, I want to know about your family. I want to know more about your friends. Um, I want to know, you know, what kind of relationship do you have with your mother? Other females, do you have female friends? Because he had a female friend who was uh, his best friend, mm -hmm. right? In air and, quotes, okay. Yeah, uh -huh. that was his best friend. And I really didn't uh, ask a lot of questions because I didn't see her a lot until we moved in together. Mm. And when we moved in together, I would come home from work and she would be in the kitchen cooking or she would be out in the garage cleaning out the freezer. And so I would ask, well, wait a minute, what's happening here? What, what's going on? Oh, nothing. She's just cooking. And I said, and so I pulled him to the side and I said, listen, there's only one woman of this house and that is me. Yeah. Now I can gladly yeah. remove myself and let her be the woman of the house. Well, no, 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 no. She's just my friend. I says, well, I'm going to leave it up to you to take care of it. I don't want to yeah. see her again. Yeah. So things like that. I See, when you don't ask um, who are their best friends, who are their friends, Mm -hmm. These people, these people have their ear. These are the people that when they speak, they listen, they yep. do. Yeah. Oh, you know? Yes. And so, <laughs> yes. yeah. And then also I did ask one question. I did ask him now, if I do not want to be Muslim, would that be a problem? Oh no, that's not a problem at all. Mm -hmm. Well, it turned out to be a problem. Because mm. when, when I decided that I wanted to start going back to church, he would say, well, why are you doing that? And I would say, well, why not? Yeah, yeah. You, you see what I'm yeah. saying? So, so spirituality, um, also he had children, but they weren't here. Did you, do you want more kids? I didn't ask that question. Mm. I just thought, you know what? I only had one, one child at the time. I thought, you know what? If I have more kids, okay, whatever. But his, his thoughts about having more children and my thoughts about having more children were two different things. Yeah. So yeah. there's like a whole list of, 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 of questions I just didn't ask because I kind of got into this relationship like, finally, somebody on my level. Mm. But just because on the surface they have money, you know, they may be in church and they may seem like they're well put together does not mean they are for you mm. and they're going to work with you. It doesn't, it, it doesn't work that way. You got to yeah. get into the person and find out who are they. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we have to take it more seriously. Mm -hmm. We have to understand finding um, a love of your life, your little puzzle piece or whatever is harder than mm -hmm. we make it seem like it is. We think that, oh, I'll just be sleeping beauty. He'll kiss me. This is my husband. Like, okay, it's not right. that easy. It's not that easy. No, but, no. But society, we think that it is easy to be in a very healthy, progressive, mm -hmm. um, uh, building each other up relationship. And we have to get that out of our head. It is not oh, yeah. that easy to find somebody who is yeah. as healthy as you are. Mm -hmm. um, so I wrote down also, so, oh no, this is what I wanna add. There's a couple things I wanna mm -hmm. ask. I wanna go back to the friendship thing because um, I just want um, the girl who's listening to this right now to understand that I would not tell you to walk around cussing every girl out who says they are friends. So mm -hmm. I just wanna ask you, do you believe that uh, your husband can have a, a female friend? Is that possible in your world? From experience, no. Uh -huh. <clears throat> And the reason I say that is because that friend was very jealous of me. Mm -hmm. He didn't believe that until um, I decided that I wanted to buy a bigger house mm. because I moved into his home. Right. Um, oh, okay. Okay. I moved into his home and then I told him, I said, Hey, we need to get a bigger place. Your place is kind of small. And so I did that. But what happened was I ended up buying the house solely in my name because he had a house already yeah and we just rented his house out his female friend he went to go visit them and he came home and says you know nicole you are right i need to talk to you about something he says yeah she is jealous of you the whole time i was there she was ragging on her husband yeah. she got a house <clears throat> she got this i've been wanting a house for three years and he won't let me get a house and he said i mm -hmm. just left because i felt uncomfortable Mm -hmm. And so, no, it doesn't work. I, listen, I, I, I know this from experience and I hate to say this. And there are some people out there who will probably say, mm, no, that's not true. Mm -hmm. You know, if a guy is friends with a female, <clears throat> more than likely, there is some kind of chemistry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they may have already slept together you just may never know it. And so I feel like when you come into a relationship and if a female has male friends and he has female friends, you need to lay all the cards out on the table. Just lay them out. Tell, you need to say, hey, we used to like each other. We slept around with each other. We don't do that anymore. And give the other person the opportunity to say, okay, let's see how this works out. Or no, I don't want to. I don't want no parts of this. But having a female, a guy having a female friend, or a female having a male friend, I mean, I'm sure it can happen. But you would definitely have to uh, introduce that person to your significant other, and 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 get them highly acquainted. Because he didn't he didn't introduce me to her. I just yeah. came home one day. She's cleaning out. She's cooking in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. 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 So is... I, <laughs> yeah. And so I told him, I said, listen, if you don't tell her, I will. So you need to make sure you let her on, let her know 
no, 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 no. We don't do that in this house. Right. So I will say this. You definitely have to 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 ask questions and suss that mm -hmm. out. So my I would still call him my best friend. We're not as close as we used to be because he is married now. So mm -hmm. my best friend, I've known him literally since I was 12. Friends, we've never slept together. We did go mm -hmm. to Howard together. Our parents kick it. Um, and he got married and I was actually in their wedding and mm -hmm. I love his wife, him and his wife. We message or me and his wife, we message each other like, okay, what books are you reading? Cause she's, she's a psychologist and stuff. And, um, but yeah, so like, I definitely am not that girl. I'm not going to be mm -hmm. in the kitchen cooking at my friend's house and he got his wife. I don't even right. think like I'm not. So that is definitely weird. That is right. definitely weird. weird. Yes. Yeah. 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 So what I would say for whoever's listening to this right now, figure out where you land in that. Mm -hmm. Because when I was with my abusive ex, I let him set the rules and I had to cut off a lot of friends that mm. were I knew were not um, these guys that I slept with or whatever. Mm -hmm. But he made me feel as if if you don't cut them off, that means you don't love me. Um, so there was a lot of manipulation projection going on because he was cheating. So there, I don't think there's a there's a black or white answer. There's gray. Right. At least at least for me and how I'm moving forward in dating, there's a lot of gray in that. You got to figure out what what do you mean by friendship? How do you define that? Yeah. Well, like what kind of friend are they? Yeah. Because, yeah. because friend is the term friend has been used so loosely. Yeah. yeah. What kind of friend? And, and my thing is this your friend is my friend. If your friend can yes. be my friend, then yes. are they really your friend? Right. You know, right. because, and I shouldn't have to tell you to introduce me to your circle of influence called your friends, because yeah. let's be real. Your friends are your circle of influence. These are 100%. the people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I shouldn't have to tell you to introduce me to these people. So the fact that you did not, or the fact that you will not, or don't think that you have to says to me, there is something more to this friendship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's just how I look mm -hmm. at it. Okay. I I just, I just felt like we needed to have that conversation right mm -hmm. there because I know that that is something, especially um, on the internet where they talk about a lot where some yeah. people say you can't, some people say you can, but I would say that it's not black or white. It's and it's not. And then here's and, another thing to think about. Yeah. If I'm dating someone, and he tells me, well, first of all, if he doesn't even ask me who my circle of influence are, who my friends are, we're not going to date. Yeah. Because yeah. you're because in order for you to really want to be with me, you got to be really, you got to really get into me, and that means get yeah. into my friends. You need to know who my friends are. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. So when a man doesn't ask a woman those questions, or the woman doesn't ask a guy that question, then you have to start questioning their motives. Why are you really here? Because yeah. they're going to be your friend just like they're my friends. Now, I know some people who have friends separate from their spouse. These are my friends. They're not your friends. And to me, that's just like waiting for trouble to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if your spouse doesn't like your friend, then how much longer do you think you're going to be friends with your friends? Mm. Not yeah. much longer. You're going to pick your spouse over your friends all day, every day. And that's just and how you it goes. should, if you have yeah. a healthy relationship, you, you, right. I would say you should. Um, 
I know that I wanted to, dang it, I had a question about that and now it just went. Okay, so I think we, we definitely, um, we put a pin in that. So let's move mm -hmm. on to you now go through this quote unquote divorce, even though you're never really married. So I am happy for you that it was easy. <laughs> you turned into yourself and you became introspective, retrospective, and you started asking yourself a lot of questions. You were already going back to church. Mm -hmm. Who are you now? What, what, who is Nicole now? Um, I know that obviously you've said that you're happily single and all of that. So get into that healing process and what you did for yourself to become a woman who is now just happy. Like I'm happy single. Would you say that? Are you happy single? Oh yeah. I'm happy single because one of the, th well, let me just say this <clears throat> in, in, um, in one year, my husband abandoned me. I, I got laid off and I had to drop my son off at college. When I mm -hmm. got back home, I had an emotional break yeah. because for the first time I was all by myself. So I had to deal with all these different emotions of being laid off. My son now, who was kind of my crutch for a while, yeah. he was gone. My husband was gone. So it was just me, myself and I. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there crying. I try to get comfort from my family member and my friends, nothing worked. And so that was the, the moment I said, okay, God, what's, what's, what's happening? Like, why am I, why am I crashing and burning? Like what's, what's going on? Yeah. And that's, that was the beginning of the new birthing of me, of understanding that, okay, you're getting ready to embark on a new journey of being single. Yeah. And it's time for you to deal with some of your, your past wounds, some of your concepts and get yourself together. And it was not an easy process. So I did a lot of yeah. praying, a lot of fasting, a lot of studying the word of God. Now I didn't, now there's a difference between religion and uh, actually studying the word of God and Absolutely. adhering to the word of God. Absolutely, yep. And so applying scripture to your life uh, makes a big difference. And so that's what I did. Now, there were some practical things that I did too. Like I would go out. I was just about to ask, you know, I was, I'm a, I was yeah. about to be like, give me an example. Yeah, yes. I would yes. go out and just would meet some of, me, some of my friends and we would go out and we would have a good time. And I just realized that, you know what? There has to be more uh, to this, to life than this. Now, here's the kicker. <laughs> so one day, I'm walking, minding my own little business in the grocery store, and I meet a guy who I didn't date, but he wanted to date me when I was younger. Right. Oh, wow. So we started dating. Okay? Okay. We started dating, and we actually Now I'm scared. Had... I'm scared. I'm like, yeah. the other so, shoe's so, going to drop, what happened? What happened? Yes. So, so this is the reason why I, I, I'm glad we're having this conversation, because women yeah. need to understand you're not going to walk, you're not going to be perfect. Okay, so we started dating. And actually we had a sexual relationship. We weren't really even dating. We were just having sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything honest. everything that I was against, okay? Yeah. We were doing it. We yeah. were I was living it up in that way. And so I thought, okay, well wait a minute. And and I'm not talking for a couple of weeks. I'm not talking for two months. I'm talking for some years. Wow. Okay, wait, hold so, on. I guess I didn't get the, I guess I didn't get the timeline. So you and you technically got a divorce how many years ago? No, hold on. For, oh, it's been now um, 
uh, I want to say about nine years now. Oh, okay. This I'm thinking this is like two years ago. Okay. So oh, no, no, then no, no, no. you're no, no. okay. So then that's what I needed. Okay. So nine so years and right, then you meet this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So wait a minute. Right after me and my husband had dissolved, I meet the gentleman. Oh, okay. 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 Right when I'm getting ready to get into myself and just do my thing, I meet yeah. him. So yeah. that wasn't so, too far removed from the fresh breakup of my husband. Right. And so um, he came in because some, and when I was, remember I was laid off. Yeah. So he came right in and he started paying my bills. He started taking care of things that had been laid by the wayside because yeah. of all of the other things I had did, paying all my husband's bills, making sure everything he had and we had was taken care of. So to make a right. long story short, he came in and sort of kind of rescued me, so to say. Yeah. And he mm -hmm. would do things. For, so we were in this relationship that turned out to be purely sexual. Yeah. Okay. For years. And so when I realized this, wait a minute, this is, the, this is, the, now this comes to show you how your mindset can be when you um, come out of a divorce. You want to be loved. Oh, you want to be yeah. wanted. You want yeah. someone to, you know. So one day I said, wait a minute. I had a conversation with him about where is this relationship going? Are we going to get married? And that, that conversation went nowhere. Mm. That's when I realized, okay, I'm back in stride again. I'm back down memory lane. Yeah, doing Wait the same minute. thing, the same over thing. and over again, this dysfunctional right. crap. <laughs> yeah. Over again. Yeah. So, but the thing was, it was difficult for me to walk away from that relationship. Mm. Now, I walked away from my husband, walked away from men before, but I couldn't walk away from this relationship. And you did say at the beginning, an hour ago, that it was easy yeah. for you to walk away. So, yes, get into that. Why was that hard? Why? Because... You got to be careful who rescues you mm -mm. because when people come and rescue you, they become something to you. And he became something to me. And I didn't recognize this at the time. So of course I was not. praying and asking God, I, huh? I said, of course not. We, so I we said, never God, do. I want to get out of this. I know this is not your will. Yeah. So I told God, I said, I want to get out of this. This is not your will. I don't like how I feel. And I would pray that prayer for a long time and nothing was happening. So one day I was frustrated. And I said, well, Lord, what is happening? Like, I done prayed this prayer. You ain't got me out of this yet. And I heard God say to me, you got into that relationship, make the choice to get out. And I said, well, wait a minute, make the choice to get out. What? So I thought it was me, right? And so every time I would go back, God would tell me the same thing, make the choice to get out. You got in it, get out of it. So something that I learned that's so valuable, <laughs> there are consequences with every choice that you'll ever make in life, whether ever. it's good or bad. <laughs> ever. So I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of this. Do you know it was, it was very complicated for me after I made the choice to get out, to get out. I found myself still allowing him to keep coming back, like just over, like a revolving door. And so I, I wonder, so one day I said, okay, Lord, I'm trying to make this choice, but it's not happening. And so I changed my prayer strategy and I said, okay, show me why I am here. 
Why mm -hmm. am I here with this man? Why did I choose him? And it was like the whole host of heaven says, now, now you're talking. So, let's talk, daughter. Let's, let's talk. talk. Yes. So okay. that's when God started to show me bits and pieces over a course of a period of time that I was financially dependent upon him, mm. that he was taking care of paying my mortgage and doing all of these things. That was the reason that I was couldn't get away from him. Yeah. When I got that revelation, I thought, oh, I see. And I changed my prayer strategy. I told the Lord, I said, hey, you told me to make the choice to get out of this. Now I'm, I'm, I'm calling up on you to help me to be financially independent, to take care of myself because yeah. I don't want this relationship. It's going nowhere. And yeah. over the course of a period of time that happened and I got out of that relationship. So when I got out of that relationship, that is when I said, okay, Nicole, if your desire is to be married and have a healthy marriage, you're going to have to work on yourself. Mm. And that began the process of me discovering who I am and what is it that God wants me to do in this world? Like what, what significance do I have in this world? And so I was on a quest to find that out. I'm still on a quest. Right, right. Because it's a journey. You know, it's we're a journey. Not, there's no destination that I'm right. going to arrive at, that you're going to arrive at to say, okay, now that I'm perfect. But I do know now what it is that I want and what it is that I don't want. And what, what I don't want, I know what that looks like now. Nope. Absolutely. Don't want that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm yeah. no longer independent. I don't claim that title anymore. Okay. Um, because one of the things that I realized is that with everything, there is a reaction. So me saying that I'm just this independent woman, I'm going to attract needy men, mm -hmm. right? I don't want to attract needy men. I don't, that's not something I want. I want a healthy, balanced relationship. So yeah. I threw independence out the window and said, hey, you can have that. Somebody else can have that because I don't, I don't want that. What I want and what I strive to be is a woman of substance. Mm, all so the good. way around a woman of substance <laughs> yes. because being a woman of substance uh, uh, creates an atmosphere of balance and you will attract balance not dysfunction right. so yeah it, it took me a, it took me a, a little bit to to get myself together to get my headspace together and also it took me some time for my my head to match my heart and my heart to match my womb. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm, yeah. Those three yeah. have to be in alignment with one another because my mind and my heart and my womb, they all have to be one. Uh, and are, are you saying like your womb, like your vagina does not Absolutely. actually know if he's the one, darling? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. 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 You go. yes. 100%. <laughs> yes. Just because you having all of these feelings Absolutely. does not mean, oh my God, there's my Boaz. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know what, Nicole? This was beautiful. I didn't even know about your mother and your grandmother and all of that. So thank you for sharing that with, mm -hmm. with us. Um, yeah, it's just like I wish I, I wish that I can round up all the 10 year old girls yeah. and have these discussions today. Mm -hmm. So then they wouldn't have to take as long as we did to arrive at mm -hmm. a place of knowing our worth. Absolutely. Um, so there are four four pillars that I teach my clients and it's mm -hmm. how to discover your worth, 
Mm-hmm. And that's a part of it. it. It's discovering who you are. I had a client tell me she just graduated from Single U Academy. She was like, I don't know if this was the purpose of Single U Academy, but you helped me figure out what I was doing wrong mm-hmm. and what I need to change in me. Like, I haven't even been a good girlfriend. And I said, yes. It's yeah. all about that. The, that is discovering your worth, knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. which equals also knowing what you need to work on. Yeah. I tell my clients, I'm not here to tell you you're perfect because you're not, mm-hmm. but I'm here to help you get out of that dysfunction. So the four things I, I, I walk them through is discovering who you are. So you know who you are. So that way you know what you want and then have the audacity to believe mm-hmm. that you can get it and yeah. the pain to wait for it. I remember when you said your, your husband he had the money at first. So you said, okay, good. I don't have to take care of him. So this yeah. is it. But it's like, no, we can have it all. We can have the guy who is financially stable and somebody who is on their own journey of the mm-hmm. self-discovery and continuing to have that conversation with himself and with God. Because I know that you said mm-hmm. that that you will not date a man who doesn't know his purpose and not actively speaking <clears throat> to know. <laughs> Nicole yeah. said, we're not, we not even going to date if you don't even, we're not, we not doing that. Yeah, so see, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to this. Uh, th- I don't just subscribe any longer. Well, I actually never did, but I don't even give it no thought of these rules. Uh, dating, don't give it up for thirty days. Don't do this. I don't do that. I have three questions that are that are floating around in my mind. Yes, go ahead, please tell me. Do you know what you're called to do? Because if he doesn't know what he's called to do then you have no business with him because the because a man is coming with his influence to lead the family in all facets of 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 what a family looks like from their diet from their physical uh um part of them the 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 money the relationship and the spirituality so if he has no idea what he is called to do what sphere of influence that he is here to bring resolve to yeah. let don't even waste your time and then the second question I want to know is, is that, you know, what are your talents? Because your talent is the economic wealth that God has placed in you. So, mm-hmm. so if you don't know what your talents are, then you will be a slave to anything. Mm-hmm. Anything that has money attached to it, you will become a slave to it. And so there goes the family. <laughs> so, and the third thing is that, are you, and if you don't know those two things, are you actively seeking? Because if you're actively seeking and asking the kingdom of God, what is my calling and what are my talents? Then, hey, I can possibly work with you just a little bit. But those are the three questions that I said. I don't, I don't want to know about where do you work. I don't want to know about how many kids you have. Those are the first three questions I'm going to ask because that's going to tell me everything I need to know about you. Those other things will come along. I'll find out about where you work. I'll find out how many kids you have. I'll find out a lot of things about you. But what I'm going to find out right now is how serious you are about your existence called life. Nicole, lit. That's what I'm going. That's what I want to find out right that's now. So good. Because that's going to tell me how you how serious you're going to be about our union and about everything that you that you touch everything that you put your mind and it's going to tell me everything. Now, I don't, I don't expect him to be perfect in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's not what we're asking for. Mm-hmm. I, and what I heard you say, and I'm like, Oh my God, I need to write this down. The next question I ask a man is how serious are you about you? 
Right. Let's talk. Let's talk because we have to. And for the women listening, for the women that I feel called to that need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you're mm -hmm. worthy regardless of your relationship status. How serious are you about you, baby girl? That's because right. it's it starts with you. I hate to tell women that like, listen, he treated you that way because you allowed it. Mm -hmm. Period. So how serious are you about you? If you're ready to discover your worth, what journey are you going to take on? I'm, I always Absolutely. tell I always tell people listening on any of my platforms, it doesn't have to be with me, but you got to start. Absolutely. I am, I am just here if you don't know where to start. I got you. And That's then I'll right, help yeah. you discover your worth and right. I will help you stop being a man pleaser. I want women to stop tying their identity to men because you are worthy regardless. So that girl, how serious are you about, about you? you? Because guess what? I'm not putting an expectation on you that I'm not yeah. putting on myself. Right. I'm serious about me because I'm actively seeking. I'm not saying that I have arrived there. I am actively seeking because what I know now is is that when you are in the right position called your calling, yeah. everything flows. Everything yeah. flows because everything is predestined. There is nothing that's going to happen in your life by accident. God already knew I was going to marry that man and go down that route, you know? But God yeah. makes a way of escape for us through our tests and our trials so that we can get back on track. Right. So yeah, those right. are the three questions I'm, I'm going to ask a brother. And, and you stumbles... Mm -hmm. And says to me, well, you know, um, and here's another thing. I'm going to say this. Yep. Knowing your worth has more to do with your intimacy with God than it has to do with anything else. Mm. You will Let's never know that. your worth outside of the kingdom of God. And I say the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God has, has, many has so many depths to it. Mm -hmm. okay. so many layers so, yeah and so many layers so you're never gonna know your worth outside of the kingdom of god so if mm -hmm. if a person really don't feels um unworthy then build an intimate relationship with the kingdom of god that's mm -hmm. the first place you have to start and you do that through prayer actually there are three ways you do that and i teach these these three things Position yourself to where you can hear from the kingdom of God on a daily basis. If the kingdom of God says to you, daughter, son, you know, I need you to overcome this or I need you to fulfill this, then that means the season is now time for you to overcome or to fulfill something. And then you begin to pray about it to get clarity, to get understanding and to get direction. So then you can plan. And then it, everything else starts to flow, but your worth is directly tied to who you were created to be, not what you were predestined to do, because who you were created to be supersedes what you were predestined to do. Mm. If you never cultivate you, you can never do what you were sent to this planet to do. You'll, Absolutely. Get, you'll almost get there and then you'll never get it. So growing and maturing just simply, you can only do that when you have the intimacy um, with God. Now, intimacy is reciprocal. You can't have a relationship, a one-way relationship. So if you're asking or you're seeking, you have to be in a position to receive, then you do. You just don't get the information and don't do anything with it.
And so once you, and that's how you build intimacy uh, with God. And once you do that, you're, you will feel, um, you will know that I am a divine representation of the kingdom of God. I have the ability, I have the capacity, I have the foresight, the insight to be able to represent the kingdom of God through my body. That means I can manifest whatever God said that he sent me here to be and to do. And you can only start there with your worth. So worth has nothing to do with a monetary gain. It has nothing no, to do with- I'm, No, no, put, no. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people associate worth with putting on clothes and having things and having valuables. Worth right. is, if I can just narrow worth down to just one word, character. Mm. Worth equates to character. And that character is the God in you. That's all it is. I love it. And this yeah. is the God in you. And when you become a person of moral, um, of moral application, in other words, you, 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 when you become a person of good character, and that character is God's character, because man doesn't have a character of his own. Man didn't create himself. So man doesn't have his own character. We're striving to be God like every single day. So once your, once you, once your worth becomes elevated, then you will become illuminated unto, okay, I am here to bring resolve to this pain point. That's what you're predestined to do. But people want to do stuff and they don't overcome nothing. You cannot say that I am a relationship expert or I'm a doctor or a lawyer if you do not become. How do you become? You go to school. Then you have to take uh, for a doctor. You have to go to med school, be in the lab. So there's 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 um there's information, then there's application, and then there is experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and all of that has to do with like you know, and that's why I'm the single girl's life coach because I know what I went through. I am mm -hmm. the girl who tried to serve my way and prove to men that I loved mm -hmm. them and you should pick me and I feel unworthy if a guy doesn't call me beautiful or you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I I was definitely that girl and then after that abusive relationship, I heard God say, I will use this story. And I didn't yeah. know what he meant back then in, two, in 2017. Um, but this is the, the outcome of that, of me applying. Cause I had to go on my own journey. Like, well, why? Um, and I did the same thing. Like, why was, why did I allow all of this? And I went to Mexico mm -hmm. on a solo trip for 10 days in 2017 um, to figure that out. And so I, I'll say this to even just sum up what you just said. I have a Honda and if my Honda was a human, my Honda would have to read its book of instructions on how to figure out how it runs. Right. Where do I put the gas? If I break down, where do I go? What kind of engine do I have? What kind of tires do I need? What We have to do that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. but we, just, we just are not given that instruction on how to go mm -hmm. to school and get serious about ourselves. Um, so that did, I, I was like, let oh, me yeah. bring up this and I love analogies. So I'm like, that yeah. is what you said is exactly, ex exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, so you also are a coach. Do you call yourself a coach? I know you're a self-discovery specialist. I don't really call myself a coach. I, okay. I, um, I have what you call elevate your worth Academy. And what I okay. do is I teach people two things. Well, I won't say teach. I teach from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, 
uh, and guide them on how to do two things. Find out what their primal calling is. And that is, who were you? Who are you? Who mm -hmm. were you created to be? And then what their higher calling is, is that what did God predestine you to do? In other words, what's what I like to call it a sin problem. Did God say that you are coming to the earth to bring resolve to? Mm. And so there are two different things that I teach people, but the first portion is probably the most difficult portion for people. And that is um, who you were created to be. Because most yeah. people don't really get into that. They shy away from it for some reason. And uh, that's where the real work is at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we just go on everybody else's blueprint for us. You go to, you graduate mm -hmm. from high school, you go to college, then you pick a career. Um, so this is how you get a hold of Nicole. She has um, Elevate Your Worth on Facebook um, and also the Plush Body Essentials on Instagram. So if you want to reach out to Nicole, um, I, is it okay to tell people to slide into your DMs? <laughs> oh, sure. They can slide into my DMs. That's my skincare line that I, that I have, but they can slide right. into either, either one of those. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, Nicole, we definitely went over time, I know. but what you were saying was, I was like, well, she talking, so I'm gonna let her talk because <laughs> what you were saying was, um, wonderful. And I appreciate you, um, for being on my platform. Before we leave, is there anything else you need to say that we maybe missed that you're like, oh, I forgot to say this um, before we close out? Is there anything else you needed to say? I or did we cover that, everything? <laughs> we covered everything, honey, but yeah. I will leave uh, you know, the young ladies with this. You are the most important person on earth and the world is waiting on you. There is some woman that is struggling, that is that needs encouragement and you have what she needs. You have Hello. what she needs. I received that. I received that. Cause I always think, you know, there's the Oprah's of the world and she's been mm -hmm. preaching this for years. So then how come we're not all healed? It's because her assignments, um, well, my assignments are not her assignments. So that's Absolutely. why our, I started speaking. And yeah. so we all have to share our story. So thank you mm -hmm. so much for being on this platform. Well, thank you for having me. Oh yeah, and one more disclaimer. I will never tell you I'm an expert in this area. I am just speaking from my lens and what I learned by being in an abusive relationship, by not knowing myself, by not having self-love for myself and not knowing how to set a boundary to save my life, girl. So just remember that I'm speaking from my lens. And after 18, 19 years of radio, September of 2020, I stepped down from my full-time radio job to focus on what God is calling me to do in this season. And this is it. I'm called to guide you, girl. I'm called to guide women who need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. That's what I'm here for. So if that's you, I want you to share this episode, especially if I say something that resonates with you. Share it with a girlfriend. Sharing is caring. Also, can you subscribe to this podcast? You will be notified once a new episode drops. So definitely subscribe and rate. Rate this podcast. Okay, please. I don't know if you know how much it actually helps like a host like me, an influencer, how much a rating, a share, a like helps us. So please help this small business owner, me, Rika, that's me, <laughs> by rating this podcast as well. 
Lastly, my intro. Here's a fun fact. It comes from my old morning show. I used to have this morning show on a station here in the Tri-Cities called Power 99.1. And my friend, my co-worker, one of the greats in production land, James Tyler, he had made that for me for my morning show, the Just Me Rika show. And I was like, yo, on my podcast, I need that intro back. <laughs> and he made it for me. So thank you for that intro. Thank you for the production, James Tyler. Uh, of course, it was inspired by Beyonce's Flawless. Yeah. All right, girl, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. And we'll talk on the next episode.